you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with uh, every episode, we start off this month stating at the intended audience for this episode are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. So today we'll be talking about ePrescribe as it is a tool used by a lot of providers today. This will be a brief overview and future episodes I may be interviewing pharmacists who deal more with ePrescribe on a daily basis. So what is ePrescribe? To put it simply, ePrescribe means electronic prescribing. So when a prescriber wants to send a prescription out, they can either handwrite the prescription on a prescription pad and give it to the patient or they can electronically send a prescription to a specific pharmacy. Using ePrescribe reduces the chances of the prescription being lost and there's more trackability with the prescription. Paper prescriptions are prone to the patient going around different pharmacies and they may be paid in cash, so it's not really that trackable. So let's talk about some of the benefits of ePrescribe. So like I said earlier, there's a trackability component to ePrescribe. And uh, in addition, ePrescribe is also great in that it eliminates the need for transcribing handwriting over to the computer system on the pharmacy side. If you work in a community pharmacy and you see like handwritten prescriptions, I'm sure like there's one of those days where you're looking at a prescription and you're like squinting and trying to figure out what it was. And then you're looking at your coworker pharmacist and you're like, hey, can you read this? And, you know, illegible handwriting is really prone to misinterpretation if it's really illegible handwriting. So having an e-prescribe system, it really gets rid of that because you're no longer transcribing something. This is actually already electronically entered, so you don't have to worry about that. So yeah, it's less of an issue because there's less chance of misreading a prescription to transcribe. And also ePrescribe processes uh, require certain fields to be filled out before they can actually be sent through the electronic system over the ePrescribing hub. And because these fields are required, there's less of a chance for the prescription to have errors of omission. So, you know, like if someone's forgetting to put the strength in or, you know, the indication or something like that, it's not likely to happen because those fields are required now within ePrescribe. And another benefit would be speeding up the process of patient care by providers being able to instantly see the medication history of all the e-prescribed medications. So this skips the step of having to sift through paperwork or go through long questioning processes of like, you know, getting all the medications on the patient if they're already all there in the profile. So going back to trackability, having e-prescribed also allows refills to be tracked. And this actually helps with uh, getting the provider to see visually if the patient is adhering to their medication schedule. In addition, some tools within ePrescribing allow the providers to see upfront if the insurance that the patient uses will cover the medication. So the provider can determine immediately what to prescribe rather than you know waiting for the pharmacy to receive the, the order and then process it and get a rejection by the insurance company and then having to call back the doctor for a change of prescription to a drug that's actually covered. So this speeds things up for the patient in terms of getting the medication to them to start quickly, which actually can make a difference in situations like infections where you actually need to start the medication as soon as you can. So what's actually required? So SureScripts is a big player in the ePrescribe arena, and that's the group that I mentioned earlier when I speak of, you know, uh, ePrescribe hub. So to put it simply, an ePrescription would be placed by the provider at a health system or a private practice setting, and the message gets sent to the hub. The message then gets processed and manipulated if necessary in the hub um, level, and then it gets sent to the pharmacies set up to receive e-prescriptions. So on the health system side, providers will need to be registered to receive an identifier that allows them to send e-prescriptions. 
and the health system or private practice must be using a software that is certified to send e-prescriptions. The pharmacy that receives the e-prescriptions must also be using software that's certified to receive it. And the reason for all these, you know, certifications and standards is that it ensures the necessary elements of e-prescriptions are being sent in the right format so that interoperability can occur successfully. So what does an informatics pharmacist do? Depending on the institution, an informatics pharmacist may or may not play a role in e-prescribed configurations from the health system side. So I've actually worked in facilities where as an informatics pharmacist, I would be troubleshooting whether order sentences are in the system and if they're up to date or whether a medication NEC is still in existence or not, and we would hide it or we would make it visible accordingly. I've also been in situations where informatics pharmacist actually has no role in the e-prescribed side and it all falls under the CPOE team, but they use the informatics pharmacist when they have issues that are specific to the medication. Sometimes the informatics pharmacist needs to be the one to identify the issue if it's purely technical or if there are actually clinical aspects to it so that it can be triaged appropriately. And since ePrescribe has a complicated path between the health system, EHR, the hub, and the community pharmacy, it can get kind of tricky in how to handle certain situations. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about really briefly is EPCS. So what is EPCS? EPCS stands for Electronic Prescribing of Controlled Substances. Everything that I've stated before introducing EPCS has been about normal medications that are not controlled. EPCS brings in another level of prescribing and it would allow the provider to be able to prescribe the full spectrum of medications. Um, however, EPCS was split up from the normal e-prescribe because there's actually a lot of additional considerations that needs to be taken into account due to the complexity of authentication and the problem of drug diversion. So why did EPCS come about? I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this podcast already knows that the U.S. has a drug abuse problem. The response to the drug abuse issue is to somehow create and run a program that would deter abuse and misuse of controlled medications. The paper prescription system of controlled substances, although it's very strict, it's still prone to, you know, like diversion and abuse and, you know, misuse and forgery and things like that. So for example, there are a lot of security features on a controlled prescription pad, but none of that will mean anything if a patient's able to somehow steal a stack of prescription pads. So having an electronic system in place with security authentications would help address the issue of stolen or forged prescriptions and keeping everything tracked. So what's the difference of EPCS with the normal e-prescriptions? Because of higher security standards of controlled substance prescribing, there are several differences and responsibilities with EPCS. Providers are responsible for being registered with the DEA for an identifier for prescribing controlled substances, and they are also responsible for keeping their two-factor authentication tokens from being used by other individuals. I'm sure we also know sharing of credentials is another issue, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, Speaking of authentication tokens though, the EHR side also has responsibilities. Systems need to be created and certified in a way that allows for two-factor authentication to work. The two-factor authentication needs to meet national standards and the EHR needs to link the provider with only one DEA number to ensure that only one person can do the electronic prescriptions of controlled substances. So in a future episode, like I said, I'll be speaking with individuals who have had experience with ePrescribe and also individuals who've had experience with implementing an EPCS system so that you guys can hear more about like what goes into an implementation of that type of system. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or our Instagram at PharmacyInformatics. 
or you can send me an email at tony at pharmacyitme.com. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at TonyDowPharmD. Uh, visit our website, pharmacyitme.com, for any podcast updates or occasional blog posts. And one more thing is I want to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. It's similar to Slack Workspaces. Actually, it is Slack Workspaces, but it's a vetted community of just pharmacists or pharmacy interns. And it's a really great networking opportunity, and I met some great colleagues on there. So if you want to find out more, please visit www.pharmacistconnect.com. And that's P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. And thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. (laughs) 